Hello, welcome to Six Second Sobriety. This is Duncan. Six Second Sobriety is a podcast for alcoholic men, um, politically incorrect, and really bad language sometimes. So, anyway, that aside, off we go. So today, I'm just going to do a little three days after kind of thing with you guys from the Serenity Now podcast. Um, I did it like four days ago, but I just released it today because I wasn't sure back then if I was going to add to it or not, or if I even wanted to post it because it's very personal. But at the same time, if I'm not really personal with you, you will never understand the level of honesty that you must have, must have, in order to stay sober long-term. You can get away with a lot of shit and half-ass your fourth step and your fifth step and kind of breeze over your fifth and sixth, your sixth and seventh step. You're out in three years. After all this, you you dug your way back out of fucking whatever kind of financial hole you were in. You got your job back or you have a new job and you're on a career path and you you have the trust of your family and your friends and you've made all new friends who have never seen you drink and you're, if you half-ass the 4th and the 5th and the 6th and the 7th step, you're fucked what really clears you is when you finish your ninth step actually halfway through your ninth step because it even says it it'll, it'll say it in um, the recovery text we'll be amazed before we were, are halfway through that's talking about the ninth step. Okay? Here's the thing. I don't want to say you're a lunkhead. I know you're smart. We are fucking smart, man. We are really smart. Addicts, alcoholics, gamblers. But we just don't use our superpowers for the best outcomes, right? Obviously. And then when we finally do get sober... All that shit in our head from when we were eight years old or fucking teachers, your seventh grade teacher. I would love to throttle Mrs. Hartwell, but she's long dead. Um, just shit like that, man. Those people, they're always in your head. A coach is different. Like, coaches are supposed to fuck with your head, but not regular teachers, your parents, you know, stuff like that, man. So we take things very personally. Very thin skin, we always do. That is never going to change, Bob. But when you work these steps and you work the steps all your life, and I mean, you, you do have to do this all your life, day by day by day by day. You don't have to, no big one bite of uh, the elephant. It's a little, it's just every day, right? But you know, this whole, so here's the thing to follow up five minutes into this is about this girl, right? So after all the smoke cleared, her heart is absolutely in the right place, man. She went back to a terrible relationship with this this guy. Like, he really redefines what a pain in the ass, emotional, abusive jerk is, man. And, um... Very possessive, but not physical, right? But just 
do. That guy, it's like a sticky frog. You know how fucking gross some sticky frogs are? But what she did, she went back to this special needs kid. Kid loves her, kid needs her. It's very obvious that the kid needs her because the father literally called him a retard not one month ago. Are you fucking kidding me? You have a 19-year-old special needs kid and you get pissed off about something and call your own son a retard. This is the motherfucker we're dealing with here. So I couldn't believe she went back to him, but she did. So now for me, I joked around with it earlier today with a friend of mine. I'm like, you know, I love her. I'm always going to love her. She's a good girl. She's very sweet. Got a great heart. But was that all worth $8,000? (laughs) You know, this is the thing. We're we're always still stupid like that, man. That never goes away. I was just trying to help her. And it cost me $8,000 to help her. She can't work. Uh, She can work, but she's, you know, it's fucking coronavirus, man. Nobody's... Nobody wants to go out in public, and her whole thing is, her job is being around the public, you know, that's it. Like, she she relies on that, being, you know, around the public for her livelihood, and that shit, it's over. So, here's the deal. The guy has a nice job, he's going to be able to support her, all that. I, here's a little news flash, I, I... am out of work because you remember I'm in the restaurant business and I'm in the restaurant business in Orlando, Florida in the tourist area, in the convention area, so all the conventions, two weeks ago all the conventions canceled. Last week shit started kind of grumbling, hitting the fan and today is the first day that my actual restaurant in I mean, probably a hundred restaurants um, that serve food closed. And then earlier today, the governor said no bars or whatever taverns or something. If you if you don't serve food, then they can't be open at all either. So that is that's where we're at today. And then there's another layer to that, and I can't think of it at the moment. But oh. The other job that I have, so I work at night in the restaurant, and then during the day, I have a a business where I I buy, uh, I sell rare and collectible stuff, right? But that warehouse, which is, it's it's a product that's really in demand by, you know, you just, I know a lot of fucking millionaires and billionaires and stuff, but I just, I got lucky in my sobriety and in my profession and I've been around I just worked at the top tier of my profession all my life so I have these collectibles and rare things and everybody's wanting them well that warehouse is in freaking Germantown in Nashville and and, uh, right where that tornado hit two weeks ago so I can't even flip to oh you know what I'll just go sell that stuff and even if I could my customers, my clients, have lost 30% of their income in the last three weeks, and the fucking stock market keeps going down. You see what happens, man? 
this is just regular old life. And what am I doing? I'm just laughing about it, brother, because I got a really good. I know that this too shall pass. I know I, I you know, don't. I hate that fucking shit with the sayings and all that crap and trying to make you feel better. But it's true. Shit gets it, it gets over with pretty quickly. And um, everybody lives through stuff, man. Just everything's it's fine. It's gonna be fine. Now I have the benefit of a tremendous amount of time, and I've been through. Dude, I'm so old. I've been through AIDS and HIV and SARS and MRSA and H1N1 and gas lines. Jesus Christ, gas lines in the Carter administration. That's when I first started driving the car. So, you know, I'm not like that. Walk uphill both ways to school in the knee-deep snow guy, but, you know, I've been around a long time and I have the benefit of time to know that things always work out and that I'm very grateful. It sounds kind of corny, but when you think about it, listen to Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. Vaynerchuk, he'll tell you, (laughs) the odds of you being born as a human being are over 4 billion, 400 trillion to 1. And imagine that being born into what, what I'm born into uh, in the United States. And you know what? I told you I'm not politically correct. I'm white. I'm from Connecticut. So if you don't know Connecticut, Connecticut is one of the richest states in the country. You know. Uh, so, you know, that's I got really lucky. What did I do with it? I became an alcoholic and I fucking squandered a lot of opportunity and I kind of live hand to mouth to this day. I I live well, but I don't have but maybe three months of savings. So if this shit goes on forever, I'm fucked. But meanwhile, you know, here I am, I'm kind of like, I got, see how much shit I have if I let myself have shit. My girlfriend left me. I don't have a job. My other job isn't electricity still out. You hear that? You don't hear that from me. But that's what you're, you know, you hear that from most people. Most people just fucking, the first thing they do is complain. First thing they do. And then, I don't know if you know this or not. Even when you're sitting on a bar stool, when you're back out there, and I know you motherfuckers who go back out once in a while. You're always trying to console somebody. Oh, come on, man, he ain't that bad. You know, somebody loses their girlfriend, and we're drunk. We're like, oh, hey, look at that girl at the pool table right there. Go just stick it to her in a men's room. Yeah, well, that's how we are. But, you know, I'm saying that too much. Um, today is, if I were drinking days like this, and I had a lot of them, but I created my problems when I was drinking. You understand that? They're problems of my own making when I was drinking. So, be aware of that. But I created a lot of that stuff. Today, if I am off my program, which I have been, um, at times work, 
quite some time. You know, when you like I just told you uh, two episodes ago, I have a new girlfriend, and you see how long it was, right? I have a new girlfriend, and and it and I've been like hanging out with her and making time for her to have coffee instead of going to a new meeting or whatever, right? So I have to be very cognizant of you know make sure I call three guys. And, get a good dose of uh, my particular program every day, because it goes sideways on you in a fucking millisecond, so this is the thing with me, I have like major shit going on, I'm not all curled up in a ball, going, ah, you know, just drink this shit away, or where can I find my dealer, or something like that, we're just... I have the ability to roll along and have the faith that, because time is proven, that faith is, it's true, it's, it works, it really does. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of that go with the flow kind of thing, for lack of a better term. But, man, I tell you, it's good stuff right now. I'm nervous, you know, I gotta watch so I can hear I catch myself like floating off into oblivion and obsessing about this and that, you know, what if it goes till June that I'm screwed. But you know, when I catch this little trick, and I'm gonna close with this. My little trick is when I get when my mind starts racing and uh like yesterday was a perfect day because it was kind of I was over at the apartment that I paid three thousand fucking dollars for, and then had to walk away from. So I probably lost three thousand dollars. I might get one thousand back, but I'm not sure. The guy doesn't have to give it to me back. So I, I just cleaned that up, and a couple other stupid shit. You know, the fucking restaurant told me they were closing. And you know what? I just got I got proactive. I just started kind of getting creative about how I could work my way through this. And when I caught myself reeling back down into the hole, I found three things in that very moment that I was grateful for. And it can be cheesy stuff like, oh, I'm grateful for my health and I have both my feet and I can walk or whatever. But, you know, a lot of times if you just snap out of it, man, just admire God's work, whether you believe in God or not. The sun, the trees, the lake, or the fucking green grass, whatever it is, man, just just get how you are not, you are very small, you gotta make yourself really small, so I just go, three things that I'm grateful for, you know, and in this moment, I have a, you know, a safe car to drive in to the destination I'm driving in, I got a full belly, I only got some Irish food today. My friend makes the very best shepherd's pie and the very best lamb stew you can, Irish stew, lamb you can ever imagine. So once a year, I get to eat that. So I had some fellowship there, right? That was great. And you know, the old standby. I'm healthy. My heart is beating. I can feel my fingers. I can steer the car. You know what I mean? So you just kind of snap, get, got to get over yourself, man. You're not that important. All right, anyway, you're important to me. Just stay sober today, boys. Go to a meeting. 
Oh, shit. That was way longer than I thought it was going to be. Sorry. <laughs>